0: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: It's an online directory that connects people through universities and colleges through their social networks there. You sign on, you make a profile about yourself by answering some questions, entering some information such as your concentration or major at school, um, contact information about phone numbers. Instant messaging, screen names, anything you want to tell, interests, what books you like, movies, and most importantly, who your friends are. And then you can browse around and see who people's friends are and just check out people's online identities and see how people portray themselves and just find some interesting information about people. Then
0: I get your data. So what is that? That is Mark Zuckerberg in 04 explaining this new invention he's come up with. Where was he at? Harvard or something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. At the time, it was called The Facebook, before they dropped The off of it. Yeah, it's pretty clear. If you've ever watched the movie and uh, followed it at all, this was all accidental. I mean, he came up with an idea, but the direction it went was he didn't know that this was going to go this direction. Uh, the, the Internet was waiting for something like this to happen, and he, uh, and he created a platform where it could first. But it took off and it made him a gazillionaire, and it was very successful for a while, and people loved it. And then people, the 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 who turned against him first, the left or the right? I guess the left was blaming Trump's election on Facebook. Oh right. And then the right does continue to feel like the Facebook um, uh, censors conservatives, and then just all the way around. And then Zuckerberg being a DB. Whenever he's uh, talks about anything, so that that helped the bloom go off the rose. Facebook lost losers for the first time ever this week. Their stock went way down. They've lost two hundred billion dollars worth of value in just a couple Move of days. There. He personally lost what close to thirty billion dollars of wealth. Um, you know, some of that stuff will come back, but Facebook is never going to be what it once was. And over time, it will it will continue to wither. Don't you just assume that?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's why he's trying to make his company evolve and everything. It lost users for the first time ever, ever, and particularly in the parts of the world where they were most focused on growth. So uh, the bloom is off the rose. It's peaked. Goodbye.
1: Yeah, which is fine with me. Something new will come along, which is interesting because my space was huge. Facebook killed it dead. (laughs) I mean, killed it dead, buried it, shot it, set it on fire. I mean, you can't kill a, uh, a competition more than Facebook killed MySpace. I wonder if our page
0: still exists, because MySpace.com still exists,
1: whatever uh, that means. Yeah, every once in a while I come across stuff from MySpace um, when I'm searching. Uh, speaking of your tech companies, which have mostly had a rough go of it, do you consider Amazon a tech company? I guess not. No, they're, a, they're something else. Oh, they're both. They're definitely a tech company. So Amazon's a tech stock because it's online purchasing? Yeah, aren't they part of the big,
0: uh, what's that What's that funky acronym people were using for a cup of coffee? I suppose it makes sense. It's online. The ABBA
1: stocks or APCO or something. Amazon profit nearly doubled, doubled, as the company controlled costs better than expected and saw gains in its cloud and, and, and ad businesses. Uh, I remember mentioning this a year ago, a great piece I read on how, shutting down small businesses across the country while Target, Walmart, and Amazon got to exist was the greatest transfer of wealth from small businesses to big corporations in the history of America. And I don't know how you could argue against that. Right. The COVID crackdowns were an enormous gift to giant corporations. You get to be open selling the same stuff the mom-and-pop hardware store sells, but they're not allowed to be, says the government. How awful is that? Well, they should get an entire floor
0: of a Manhattan office building full of attorneys like the uh, big corporations have. That's their mistake, those little businesses.
1: So you want to buy a shovel and a hose and whatever else you got to buy? Um, sounds like I'm trying to pull off a crime here. Some bleach <laughs> yeah. and some rubber gloves. <laughs>
0: and a tarp, a big tarp.
1: <laughs> but you want to buy that stuff? Can't buy it at Ed's Hardware Store down the street. They've been closed for a year under government orders. You can buy it, of course, at Home Depot which is another example, or Target or Walmart or whatever. That's that's rough.
0: Oh, that reminds me. Just This is very, very short, but uh, in Ottawa, we were talking about this the other day, enormous protest by truckers over some of the inexplicable, nonsensical, non-scientific restrictions being put on them at this late date because of the vid. Canada, like so many of our old friends and allies, has just gone crazy with COVID regulations. It's They've a, lost their freaking minds. It's a
1: convoy, eh? Canadian
0: truckers. Come on and join the convoy, eh? Um, so anyway, uh, one of the arguments the weaselly little Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was making the other day was that, oh, these protests, they're, uh, people aren't able to get to small businesses. It's tough on the business people. And Twitter has exploded with small business people saying, suddenly the government cares about businesses in Ottawa being closed. My restaurant was closed for two years, and I lost it. Good one. Bunches and bunches. My business didn't survive. They shut me down for a year and a half, even
1: though I was dedicated to keeping my customers safe. That's awesome. You mother... I'm glad somebody pointed that out. Oh, Oh, the protesters are bad for my small business, not the government saying I'm not allowed to be open. Are you out of your mind?
0: You know My what? salon lost 90% of its business on and on and on. Trudeau needs to say he's sorry is what he needs to do. Well, and he needs to apologize to the LGQ, the LP <laughs> LGDP, LGBTQ2+. Nice try, you spineless, ballless little weasel.
1: It's that little bit of exasperation in the middle that I feel every day around other things where just like something's not working, I just go, ah, oh, just, ah. <sighs> I'm defeated. Not again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm completely defeated. (laughs) LGBTQ plus. Back to Amazon briefly. So they doubled their profit. They're already one of the most valuable companies in the entire planet, helped by government lockdowns. Uh, Amazon Prime is going up $20 a month. You're raising it $20 a month all in one shot? What? Yeah. Whoa no. Yes. That's a big hike. Two hundred and forty bucks a year? That's enough to make you think, no, do I want this? Do I need this? No. That's what I read. You're making crap up. I might be. I hope I'm not. I try not to. Wow, let's we'll we'll trust but verify. That's crazy. So yeah, we probably should verify that. Can you Google that, Michael, and see if I'm talking out my uh hind end? Isn't that like uh tripling the cost what does it cost? Hundred bucks, Prime. ninety bucks, something like see, that. See, I thought it was like a hundred, hundred and five
0: bucks, but something like if, that, yeah. So
1: yeah, okay. All right.
0: Well we'll we'll try to verify it.
1: Michael's trying to verify it. Our key staff is looking into they're making phone calls. They're Googling it. They're Googling it just like you can do at home. Come on. Yeah. Who am I trying to kid? So uh Speaking of
0: having your, uh, your 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 pants in a wad or whatever, I uh, I, I went to relieve myself during last commercial break wow, and realized a great story. I had, uh, I, had uh, I had put my drawers on backward this morning. What? How does a grown man do that?
1: Wow! I think you need a minder. <laughs>
0: no, granted, you might
1: be a danger to yourself or others. You put I your was, pants on backward, just Michael.
0: I was a little sleepy. I mean, obviously, I was just asleep when I got dressed, but uh, you know, and it was not brightly lit. Well, is but, it just uh,
1: sweatpants? 'cause I know you've given up. No, no, I, I mean can't my see your undergarments. Pants from here.
0: I know I'm sitting because oh. I'm lazy. My undergarments. Oh, okay. Yeah. You put your underwear not, on back. Oh, not my pants pants. Okay. My
1: my drawers. But so the fly was in the rear? Exactly. You Which I discovered
0: a... quickly when
1: <laughs> if that's what you need. You need to see a doctor also.
0: Well I was kind of, you know, rooting around and thinking, wait a minute, I know right where it is and Oh. Anyway, so I had to duck into a stall. Terrible. Anyway.
1: What put, Michael? Do You ever accidentally put your socks on your hands? Does that ever happen? <laughs> Not often. Yes, I put my, on my underwear. Um, let's see. <laughs> Backward. What did you learn about Amazon Prime? Going up twenty dollars. I was concerned, yeah, because I just renewed. and It was like one nineteen. Twenty bucks at one shot.
0: So it's one thirty nine, and it came twenty up. bucks a year.
1: Right. right, right. I pay annually. Okay, Gotcha. Right.
0: Now, uh, the bucks, monthly fee yeah, is not two hundred and forty. Yeah, the
1: close. The monthly fee goes from twelve ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine. Okay, twenty bucks a year. There you go. Right. Okay. Well, that's a still a decent jump at once. Misinformation, as opposed to leading you up like five dollars at a time or something. Sure, yeah. Of course, everything else has gone up fifteen percent. Well, they got us by the shirt front and they're slapping us. Jeff Bezos is slapping
0: us. Where are you going to go, huh? Jeff Bezos.
1: True, but I do. Uh, I do way more. Uh, Target delivery and other... And DoorDash. I do way more stuff that I other than Amazon than I used to. So I might have to rethink that. But
0: Yeah, I like the idea of just giving Jeff uh, the middle finger, certainly.
1: Oh, speaking of With economics... his giant new yacht. Oh my God. They're having to tear it. down the bridge there in the Netherlands or wherever just to get his yacht out where they're building it. It's right. like a, a 500-year-old piece of uh, his, store, history, and they're going to tear it down briefly and put it back up to... to <laughs> these assholes <laughs> in there... To let his yacht Typical
0: Dutchman there, a flying Dutchman, if you will. Flying off the handle, Dutchman. (laughs) So the economy is good, according to economists and all objective measures. But polls show people think the economy is bad. Read some great analysis of it. Oh, it's going to hit home. You're going to say, amen, brother.
1: Awesome. We'll put that in a Dutch oven, cook it up. And, uh, <laughs> What's
0: the matter with you? I don't if know. If you can't stay tuned, <laughs> grab the podcast later, armstrongandgetty.com or wherever you'd like to get podcasts. All, all right? right. All on the way. Armstrong and Getty.
1: <laughs> the Armstrong and Getty Show. Rudy Giuliani has been revealed as a contestant on The Masked Singer. (laughs) There hasn't been anything this shocking since Lee Harvey Oswald made a guest appearance on Gilligan's Island. (laughs) Little buddy. Now, if you're not familiar with The Masked Singer, congratulations. (laughs) But let me catch up. Here's how she works. Uh, A bunch of what they call celebrities uh, in costumes sing for a panel of judges, and each week, the losing singer gets unmasked. We've now learned that Rudy was unmasked during last week's taping of the first episode of season seven. The truly shocking revelation. I can't believe the masked singer has had seven seasons. <laughs> when did that happen? And how did that happen? How, God? Too bad the cat traveled the bag on that, because that would have been a pretty shocking revelation, not that I watched the show, but one person you wouldn't have been guessing <laughs> is probably Rudy Giuliani. Well, and
0: you've heard the scandal, right? The judges all walked out. They refused to be party to it.
1: Because he's associated with Trump? Probably, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, because he's
0: lost his mind. They were probably afraid of him. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> so
0: I uh, came across this by uh, one Josh Barrow, who has the uh, very funnily named Very Serious blog. Um, and he says, every so often I get asked about the disconnect between negative public opinion about the economy and actual economic data that looks pretty good. Yeah. I mean, for instance, some jobs numbers just came out, right?
1: Yeah. And uh, unemployment and a number of different things. <sighs> That do look pretty good, but uh, I, well, I can't wait to hear what he says because I think it's mostly you go to buy stuff and it costs way more. Well, yeah,
0: there's that's absolutely part of it, but he, he goes into some of the pros and cons, uh, you know, the thumbs up and thumbs down on the economy these days. It's unusually easy to find a job. Household balance sheets are in pretty good shape. GDP growth is fast, but inflation is very high and real incomes are barely higher than they were before the pandemic. Real disposable imp- incomes are lower Um, And then he says, and this is the key point, the pandemic has worsened the experience of being a worker or a consumer in ways that aren't captured in the data, but that rightly affect public perceptions of whether the economy is working longer wait times for products and services. No doubt. Workers having to wear masks all day. Yeah. Angry customers, losing it at workers more often. This is all
1: part of the economic experience. Yeah, there, there's no doubt that really bad customer service, which is everywhere now, I mean, it's just, it's never been this bad in my life. Um, it's so horrible everywhere. It makes you feel like things have come apart.
0: Yeah, and that sort of thing isn't uh, isn't taken into the economic data at all. Um, even before headline inflation went through the roof last year, he writes, there was a lot of arguing about whether we were experiencing hidden inflation because COVID was impairing the quality of products and services. Uh, there are valid concerns about whether statistical, uh, techniques agency use, agencies use, uh, are any good with this stuff. Um, while unusual things are happening in the economy. For example, how do you adjust airfares for the fact that beverage services cut back and you have to wear a mask through the whole flight? Is the Bureau of Labor Statistics tracking whether restaurants are serving your meals with plastic utensils or not giving you paper menus or requiring you to place your whole order at once? These deteriorations in the consumer experience generally aren't counted in the inflation data, but people notice them as consumers and aren't happy. They effectively amount to a reduction in real income. My $20 meal is significantly crappier than my $20 meal was two years ago. That's a weird sort of inflation, if you're following me. Sure. Uh, Let's see. Then he goes into, where's that other part? Uh, Certainly, it's true. A lot of jobs have become less pleasant over the last two years, especially consumer-facing jobs. Then he goes into some of the the beatings and stabbings and and screamings and and the rest of it. Um, In a lot of cases, jobs involve new and annoying sanitation protocols. Some are useful against COVID. Some are mostly theater including enforcing customer compliance with those protocols. Um, and then he gets into uh, thinner cereal boxes, yeah. not getting service in the hotel, waiting for six months for a refrigerator, teachers who are scared of getting the COVID, uh, on and on and on. These all represent getting less for our dollar.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, it all makes you feel like, just in general, the economy's worse. Huh, like me going to the bank the other day and it was closed. Now it's a COVID thing, but it just it makes it feel like businesses are worse. Well, right, and
0: and if you and the way I put it was intentional because it brings me back to economics classes. What you get for your dollar is less, but it's not conventional inflation, and so it's not reflected in the statistics. Price of a hotel room is the same. But, you know, you're not getting fluffy new towels all the time, which I don't need anyway, by the way. I don't know about y'all. I don't wash my towels every day at home.
1: I'd like the trash emptied if I'm there for several days. the uh, Pool's not open, that sort of thing. I've experienced that. Yeah, so just, just not getting some of the stuff that you normally get. Why is the pool not
0: open? They got enough chlorine in those things to dissolve a corpse, but your kid can't swim? Please. Stupid. COVID theater.
1: Hey, here's something I've noticed recently. Look, look over this yourself. You know, at grocery stores and places like that where they got the self-checkout thing that's become so popular, the line for self-checkout is often long, and I look over, and the regular checkers are completely empty. That seems yes. to be a new thing. So yeah. go to the regular checkers. There's a much shorter line there, if anybody at all. Just don't bring up what I bought. Okay. Oh,
0: that's a lot of bananas. You must like bananas. Don't
1: uh, don't. I have five apes at home. <laughs> don't ask me what I'm doing this weekend. They're for my apes. Strong
0: and Getty The Armstrong and Getty show uh, The Defund Police movement is dead in New York City and good riddance and any elected official who's advocating for the abolition or even the defunding of police is out of touch with reality and should not be taken seriously. That's uh, Richie Torres, Democrat from New York. Uh, The president was in New York pledging to help out with uh, crime, and nobody was happy with his remarks, not shockingly. Oh, that reminds me. At some point, we got to pay off the whole Black Lives Matter finances are utterly corrupt, and uh, and they're in trouble for it, as they should be, but uh, perhaps another day. But on the topic of crime... And policies dealing with crime, Blue America is continuing to go further and further down the road of permissiveness. And uh, we became aware uh, yesterday of some with some policies in Washington State that are just just shocking, having to do with police pursuits and such. Uh, here's Dan Springer in 41.
1: Boxed in yet refusing to surrender, a man driving a stolen Toyota kept ramming a squad car in Port Orchard, Washington near Tacoma last week. After a minute of burning rubber and bashing the cop car, the suspect managed to hit other cars and drive off. The officers just let him go. The police chief defended the inaction, citing a new state law severely limiting when cops can give chase. If you choose not to stop, what we have instructed and we have put in policy is you turn your emergency lights off and you turn around and go the other direction. Well, that's interesting. If you haven't seen the video, the guy's cornered in a parking lot, and he's just ramming the police cars until he gets them moved out of the way and then starts ramming other people's cars, and they just let the guy drive away. It's amazing. Are you blanking kidding me?
0: It's in, it is insane. Dan Springer goes on
1: since last july police in washington state can no longer pursue unless they have probable cause a suspect in the vehicle has committed a violent crime car theft statewide is up 50 percent in port orchard it's up 500 percent, With scenes like this where a suspect drives past police on a sidewalk and is not pursued what has changed significantly is the environment that has created this sort
0: of brazen contempt for the law it's emboldened criminals
1: Yeah, I was having this conversation with someone uh, yesterday who had been talking to law enforcement who said that that is what it is like on the street. And I've noticed that with uh, the, the, you know, the unhomed population, there is just an aggressiveness out there because nobody's afraid of being arrested or prosecuted for anything. Right, Th- That video also, guy drives up on the sidewalk behind the police while they're doing something else and then just drives off. And because they don't have any specific information that he's a violent criminal, you just get to do that, I guess, now. Well, in what sense is ramming a police car not an act of violence? I don't know. I don't know. There's probably a fairly narrow list. or just that's because, not on it. Uh, if you're destroying enough property, can't the police say stop? And then if you don't stop, they have the right to force you to stop? Isn't that what being a policeman is?
0: Only if you consent to being arrested. If you drive off, no. No, you can just drive off. Well, and if I'm in a stolen car, they have no freaking idea who I am. So ram a cop car, go up on the sidewalk, go 150 miles per hour. They have to let you go. And that won't lead to anything bad. I just I don't understand how how these people are out of mental institutions that believe this stuff because they're so crazy. And I'm not naive. I understand that police chases can be dangerous. And sometimes there are times when it's best to let the guy go because you know who it is. You go get him later. Um, but that is just insane.
1: We were talking about the inflation earlier and how people have a bad feeling about the economy, even though a lot of your big indicators are good. But there's 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 just enough other stuff out there. I like this one, a new Ipsos poll that's just out today. 64% of Americans disapprove of Biden's handling of crime. Now, he's not responsible for this weird new way of policing in Washington or, uh, you know, your local town's dealing with the homeless or whatever, but uh, just people feel crime's out of control. And they're right, and, you know, you you go to the top and blame that person. He's certainly not saying any of the right things about uh, getting it under control.
0: You know, it's funny. I'm thinking back to the whole Clinton crime initiative and uh, the Biden cracking down the early 90s and that sort of thing, uh, being in favor of all that stuff then then claiming he regrets it, even though it cleaned up the streets. Uh, what is the
1: federal government involved in it for at all? I don't know. I wish people didn't think that way, that if you have crime in your town, you think the president is responsible. I don't think that's good. Um
0: but, we have a problem in our town. Let's have a bureaucrat 3,000 miles away deal with it.
1: But uh, the fact that 64% of, Amer- of Americans think that way is, is not good for him. This is another example of if Trump would go around to these rallies and talk about crime and inflation and the border and never, ever bring up the election or January 6th, I think he could get elected president. But That's not his uh, way he's going to do it.
0: No, and I think it's too late to make the transition, too. Like, he's polluted the water for
1: himself. But he doesn't listen to me. He doesn't listen to anyone. So, if you haven't heard this, it's quite shocking. It's certainly shocking to me. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, third in line in our government, lecturing our athletes about keeping their mouths shut about China Uh, If you haven't heard this and some of the reaction to it, it's, it's something. Oh, and the way NBC has been handling the opening ceremonies of the Olympics, which are going on right now. All that on the way.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show. I would say to our athletes, you're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. I know there is a temptation on the part of some to speak out while they are there. I respect that, but I also worry. That's so un-American. You know, it's so, I mean, I, what China has done to the Uyghurs is something that should be protested. And if there's any athlete who wants to have the courage to do that, and I understand this is about athleticism, but it's also a huge worldwide platform. That was Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi warning our athletes, do not speak out. I know you're going to be tempted, but don't do it. They're brutal over there. Rather than warning China, hands off our athletes. She warns our athletes, don't make China mad. And that other woman there was one of the cackling hens from The View. And uh, as I mentioned when we came on the air today, I watched some MSNBC this morning, and every guest on their panel, from Al Sharpton to the guy from uh, the, who does the foreign policy stuff to Mika Brzezinski, everybody was like, I like Nancy Pelosi, but that was out of bounds. I mean, just everybody wide-eyed, like, how do I phrase this? Without saying, what the hell are you talking about? Warning U.S. citizens to keep your mouths shut in the face of oppression.
0: Yeah, wow. And not even putting it on the Chinese being an oppressive, totalitarian, free speech, squashing bunch of monsters. Just keep your mouth shut.
1: Right. So China makes an announcement earlier in the week. Anybody bad-mouthing our government could, you know, that's against the law. And he could get thrown in jail. And our government doesn't react with, don't you touch any U.S. athletes. Our government reacts at the about almost the highest level you can, Speaker of the House. Our government reacts with, hey, athletes, don't say anything. And in a pretty harsh Nancy Pelosi lecturing tone, I thought. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government F because you. they are ruthless. F you. You're right. They are ruthless. But that's not, you don't, <laughs> I, I can't even believe she said it. Uh, I would like to think that she's just so old that she doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah, she's way off
0: her game. She's just a doddering old fool. She's sharper than a president, but that's a hell of a curve to Black bad on do care.
1: Right. So, <laughs> every time I hear it, some of the responses to Nancy Pelosi's warning to our athletes, Tim Sandifer, disgusting, cowardly, leaking appeaser. Yeah. Uh, Someone from the Blaze, that's Glenn Beck's outfit, said, Don't protest at the Olympics because the Chinese may hurt you, Pelosi says. There was a time when regimes wouldn't even have considered laying a finger on an American citizen in their country because they knew our retaliation would be so destructive. Yeah. God dang it. I think making it clear to the Chinese overtly or behind the scenes, you better not be arresting any U.S. athletes. No, no, we go the other direction. Warning our athletes. Ben Shapiro. Tweeting, according to Pelosi, it's an active good when extraordinarily privileged and wealthy athletes in the United States kneel for the national anthem, but our athletes should remain silent in China. Insane on a moral level, unforgivable in terms of foreign policy. Um, she is overtly saying that if China were to take action against American athletes, we would do nothing. I think that is what she's she's saying because she's she didn't she didn't give any yeah well she didn't do the this is what would happen if you did it China. It's just, don't do it because China will do this. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. That Uh, sounds like something
0: Chairman Xi would say. Come into the team room and say, by the way, don't risk incurring our wrath because you'll find we are ruthless.
1: And a number of athletes have indicated that they are going to speak out and China is going to have a decision to make on whether or not they uh, do something that would get So much play around the world. What do you think they're going to do? If athletes... You know, if somebody on the stand makes some sort of gesture or symbol or something, you know, like the famous 1968 black athletes with the fist in the air. Mm -hmm. um, If somebody does something that overt, what do you think the Chinese do?
0: Well, I'd love to see a consortium of athletes. I mean, so that it was not just one or two, but in, in your example... That's a good question. First first time they might issue a warning, strongly worded warning about uh, you're a guest in this country, you'll follow our rules.
1: One of the reasons that I hate Nancy Pelosi's warning to our athletes so much is it'd be insane for China to arrest one of our athletes. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the firestorm of controversy that would be? And I don't think China would come out on the right side of it. I don't think it would help them in their goals. Uh, But Nancy doesn't see it that way. She wants to make sure that doesn't happen, warns her athletes.
0: Well, the Chinese propaganda ministry is even now pre-writing the press releases when an athlete gets uh, arrested, an American athlete, saying even your own Speaker of the House of Representatives warned you that that was out of bounds. So, you know, don't act surprised that you're now under arrest.
1: I think I'm with Ben Shapiro. I think that is there is an insinuation from what Nancy said there that we can't rescue you. I mean, you're you know don't don't make them angry because they're brutal. The insinuation is we can and we can't do anything about it. We can't stop them. Mm. What? So they're going to throw our um, javelin hurler in prison, and we'll just say, well, I guess they're in prison forever. What? (laughs) Well, no, no,
0: it would be a major diplomatic incident. Also, be surprising to see a javelin thrower in the Winter of Games, but let's not oh, get yes, hung
1: up. That's right.
0: <laughs> the guy's wandering around with his javelin, saying, "I can't find the stadium. I, well, what am I'm I? I am I supposed st-
1: to throw this?" But looking at the schedule, so we're watching the opening ceremonies, and some pro- some surprising things were said or referenced that we didn't think would happen.
0: Professor Jeong Su, this is a choice that is heavy with meaning. Yes, this is certainly a. Poignant, heartwarming, but also significant segment. For more than four decades, China had a one child policy. Last year, the country hit its lowest birth rate in five years. The country had always relied on its reservoir of human labor for its economic miracle. And now, continuous population growth is posing a challenge. The government abolished one child policy in 2016 in hopes of reversing the trend, which is now encouraging families
1: to have three children so while can somebody turn down the damn music in the background (laughs) so while the cute little chinese girls who are practically slaves of the government are dancing around with candles in the way that we've all seen in opening ceremonies of olympics nbc had an announcer on there talking about their one child policy and their struggling economy i was pretty surprised that they did that i'm glad that they did that
0: yeah, I, I kind of wish they had gone into a little more detail on the one-child policy because it wasn't a suggestion. I mean, there were forced abortions. There are families hunted down for having more than one child. It was brutal.
1: Did we come up with the announcer struggling to uh, decide how he's going to handle So China made the interesting move of having a member of the Uyghur population light the torch. And there is that handoff now. Zhao Jiawen, born in 2001, the first ever Chinese athlete to qualify for Nordic Combined in the Olympic Winter Games. And Jinagir Ilamajang, and that is the one of great significance here, cross-country skier, born in 2001, competing in these games. And according to state media, Jinagir is a member of the weaker minority. Of course, those are the people from the region in northwest China that has... Combined, attracted, ...attracted so much attention in the conversation of human rights and that ethnic minority
0: comments from the United States government, among others, of genocide being committed
1: against the Uyghurs, so a very significant point. Oh.
0: You know, I'm glad he got to the G word, although that was some real tap dancing. Uh, comments from the U.S. government. No. Virtually every civilized government on Earth declared it to be a genocide. That's not a comment. Hey, look over there. Is that a genocide?
1: What was That's it, a comment. What was interesting is he was clearly, like, f- thinking while he was talking. How am I going to word this? How far am I going to go? And I would have assumed that NBC had had meetings at the highest level on what to say, what not to say, how far they were willing to go with all these different things. And it sounded like he, I I was wondering if he was fumbling around for the three by five note card that had the appropriate phrase on it for how they were going to word this.
0: Yeah, that almost had to be the case that uh, China expert uh, professor lady who was talking in the previous clip, she was clearly reading a prepared statement.
1: Yeah, but I would have bet you $10 that the word genocide was not going to come out of anybody's mouth from the uh, the main announcers during the opening ceremonies. So I'm, I'm happy that they're doing that. So earlier today, Putin's there, of course. You know, nobody from the United States or Britain or Australia or France or Canada is gone, is going to the Olympics, but Putin's there, of course. And Russian President Vladimir Putin and Chinese President Xi Jinping issued a call for NATO to halt further expansion during a meeting on the sidelines of the Beijing Olympics on Friday. According to a joint statement, Russia went on to say they believe Taiwan is part of China and uh, and has no right to try to break away. Whoa, 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 whoa. How'd that come up in
0: the context of the Olympics that, there, Vlad?
1: That was uh, I scratch my back, you scratch yours or something. No, that's nah, that phrase. wouldn't do
0: anybody any good.
1: <laughs> Why are we each here scratching our own backs when we could so easily?
0: Wait a minute, I have an idea.
1: <laughs> um, that's uh, That's him saying, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't mess with Russia. They're going into Ukraine's layoff, and and Putin's saying, yeah, 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 layoff. They're going into Taiwan, and none of your business.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is scary.
1: That's a scary thing. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. I love the cynicism of uh, Chairman Xi uh forcing some poor Uyghur athlete to go along with his lie, which is that and and this is this is barely an exaggeration for the purposes of humor, folks. They've been saying, "Oh no, no. The Uyghurs are happy. Those aren't concentration camps. Those are like community colleges. They go there to learn job skills and how to fit in our harmonious society. There's no oppression going on whatsoever." Why? Look, there's a happy Uyghur competing in the Olympics. And this poor son of a gun's probably been told we're not going to kill your family if you go ahead and, and and ski. By the way, you're going to smile and you're going to wave at the folks or we'll go ahead and kill your family.
1: Aside from the geopolitical strategy, which is huge, um, just the politics of it domestically. I think Nancy Pelosi getting really kicked by everybody on MSNBC is uh, something she's got to be concerned about. Well, the word was she was not going to try to be speaker
0: anymore. But she did announce she's running for reelection at age, what, 81? In her uh, district in San Francisco. Um, she's definitely 100% now done with being the speaker, right? I mean, it. it because I'll, of those statements? Yeah, I think that's a, a nail, definitely a nail in the coffin. And somebody of her age is probably an unfortunate metaphor. I apologize for it.
1: Well, when you got uh, the, the the MSNBC panel, Mika Brzezinski, Al Sharpton, and others saying, "Look, I like the speaker, but I couldn't disagree with her more on that statement." I got to think about the last time I agreed with Al Sharpton. But resist yeah. we much. Yeah, maybe no it kidding. was
0: when he said, "Jesus, hot outside." <laughs> I mean that that would probably be
1: it. Maybe when he said, to "You you know you'd look in a look good in a tiny little cowboy hat." <laughs> If you've you've never seen that video, you should look for it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You want to put
0: on a tiny cowboy hat and smoke some crack? Do I? Let me try on that tiny cowboy hat. Wow, that looks good on my fat head just like it does on yours, Al. You're right, Reverend.
1: Now let us pray for more crack. So we'll kick off hour four with clips of the week. And if you ever miss an hour for some reason, and I don't know what your excuse is. You go to armstrongandgetty.com to grab the podcast. Perhaps their local station doesn't air it. Oh. I, there are
0: several reasons. Anyway, yeah, armstrongandgetty.com. You, you got to <laughs> move, then, is what you got to do. Stop it. Armstrong and Getty.